0: Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the virtual CISO moment. So happy to have Bob Quant with me today, Bob. I've known you for an awful long time. So happy to have you on.
1: Well, thank you, Greg. It's a, it's a pleasure to do this, and uh, really enjoying uh, the series. I've I've, uh, I've signed up on Spotify, so uh, I'm watching them. And uh, no, it's uh, it's great. Thanks for having me,
0: and thank you. Your five dollar gift card is coming for that plug. <laughs> so, um, well, Bob. Um, since you've seen us before, you kind of know a little bit about how we start off. I, I like to find out a little bit more, and, and for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about, about you, um, um, what you do in security, what makes you uh, um, passionate about security, what kind of interests you have, and what what uh, what sort of activities you do in security.
1: Yeah, no, no, thanks. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, this is an interesting question, because I always find it fascinating to hear people's stories of how they got an InfoSec, because it's, I, I've really rarely found it's just one, right? So you have uh, people come from different different backgrounds and approaches and so, um, you know, kind of my, my story, you know, out of high school, went to Marine Corps, went to Paris Island a few weeks out of graduating high school. Uh, did that, uh, was in the Res- Marine Corps Reserves and then when I came back, went to MTSU, um, thought I wanted to be a developer. And so, um, you know, my first job out of school was at HCA, A kind of interesting approach was it was in HCA's internal audit department. But I wasn't an auditor. They have such a large, such a huge company. They have about 150 people in their internal audit department at that time. That was back in in 2000. And um, at that point in time, uh, they had their own development team. So basically, we would write code. You know, this is before, you know, we were writing in in Visual Basic and uh, JCL and COBOL. And so we basically, our job was to get all this data. Uh, for the auditor, so that they could audit the the hospitals and facilities. So I started doing that, um, but being an internal audit, I saw this other group called the IT audit group that was relatively new, um, and I thought that was interesting. So I got an IT audit, and then from there, kind of made my way over into the security side of things and started kind of auditing security areas and made my way eventually over to to HCA security. So that's kind of my kind of how I went from you know thinking I was going to write code to you know, getting into the security
0: area. Oh, I think sometimes we get sucked into security, kicking and screaming. I know for, for me, it was like I was I was networking, and and, and uh, of course, firewalls were a networking thing. And so, I first I, I had to learn actually how to block people from connecting. But, but um, uh, first of all, uh, thank you for your service with the Marine Corps. I know we've we've had a military discussions in the past before, and that's actually um, how sort of how I all got involved with uh, IT in the beginning, uh, where um, the guy who hired me, he was a former um, Paris Iron Island Joe instructor. Well, he might've had you, I don't know. Right. Um, but uh, he said, if you can read a technical order, you can do this networking stuff. And, and, and so I've taken some of that lessons from the military, as far as being able to understand written material and apply it and also understanding chain of command and, and all of that, but I'm curious, from your perspective and your experience, is anything you learned in the Marine Corps that has translated well over into information security?
1: Um, you know, so I was in the infantry. So there's no, no like specific skill sets there that I think w- would call over outside of the key thing is I think the discipline, right? The discipline, the ability to kind of also maybe, you know, see the bigger picture a little bit, like you're, you're one cog in the wheel uh, mm-hmm. that makes everything happen. So I, you know the military is, is one of those things where I, I would definitely you know for young people that are starting out it's such a great way like you know, I know you were in the Air Force and you know it's such a great way to just start start life you know out of high school and kind of see what's out there so um, but no I mean yeah those are some of the lessons I learned uh, unfortunately I had like I said I never outside of picking up a rifle um, that was about all I did I didn't know no <laughs>
0: I came this close from earning uh, whatever that uh, extra ribbon was for sharp, sharpshooter or whatever in the Air Force but really <laughs> you know I mean my 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 weapon was a grease gun because I was a mechanic. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, um as you know we talk a lot about um small and mid-sized businesses and I know you work just as I do with small and mid-sized businesses and um There's obviously we're recording this April 1st, no jokes about April, April, (laughs) but uh, um, in in the world today, we have this uh, Ukraine, Russia war going on right now, which of course is uh, top on minds of all security professionals and including small and mid-sized businesses. But I I wonder from, from your perspective and, and maybe it's that, or maybe it's something else in general, but what, what are, um, What would you think is like the most significant threat or threats to small and mid-sized business security postures today?
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, it's one, you can't get away from the news, right? Everywhere, everybody's aware, of you know, what's going on. Uh, You know, I have a lot of my clients, I'm sure you do, that are always asking, hey, you know, what's the latest on, on the Russian Ukraine and are we, you know, at risk? But you know, when you say like, what's the biggest threat to small, and medium-sized businesses? I think the biggest one is lack of knowledge. They, 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 as far as just not knowing what the risks are and not knowing, um, you don't know what you don't know. And so when when I go in, a lot of what I do, what I enjoy doing with small, and medium-sized businesses, is education. Just okay, this is you know, these are some things that that you can implement, like multi-factor authentication. It's relatively easy to implement. We've all been chirping that, you know, for years, um, but it just goes a long way to protecting protecting your organization, and so, I mean, I do think all those threats that are out there, you, you need to be knowledgeable, I mean, similar to, like, what we saw with Octa last week, I mean, there's so many, um, I, you know, I think most of my client base uses Octa, so that was, oh. okay, how is this, how is this impactful, you know, what, what you know, trying to basically understand the how that could impact them, you're going to have those scenarios. But to me, and, and again, I, I know I'm, I'm preaching the choir here to probably a lot of this group, but if you just get back to the basics, um, <laughs> uh, that, you know, that's my biggest thing is, um, you know, things like like MFA, like Microsoft, uh, we used to all talk bad about Microsoft, but Microsoft really has some great solutions now, like Windows Defender, um, you know, that you can, you can purchase for really not, uh, you know, significant cost to what, you know, something to have something like a CrowdStrike or something like that would cost. Uh, and again, CrowdStrike is a great product, mm-hmm. but just maybe for a small company may not be the, the right solution. Um, but yeah, you know, that's that's kind of my thought is really it, is trying to educate small medium-sized businesses on how can they take small incremental steps to improve their program. Um, you're going to hear all the threats and things, and you got to be able to react to them to some degree, but you can also get lost in that. And, and, and if you get back to the basics, I think that's that's the key.
0: So, and I, I agree with all that. I, I Just to, in general, the awareness and the knowing of what you don't know sometimes with small and mid-sized businesses. And I mentioned in the beginning that uh, that I know that you work a lot with small and mid-sized businesses because actually our pads are are, rel- are, are somewhat simple. We, we both around the same time decided to make a, a, a leap from corporate to kind of do our own thing um, and, uh, and, and that's been several years now. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about that experience with you and, and it's a bullseye compliance, right?
1: Yeah. Bullseye compliance. Um, the name, I don't even know, you know, I think it was, you know, some kind of, well, we'll help you bullseye in on that. <laughs> oh, I, I
0: absolutely, on the website, uh, which is bullseyecompliance.com, right? Right, right. I, I love the the arrow, like on the way to the target. I, I've always, always loved that imagery that you had up there. So anyway. I'm sorry,
1: gonna, go no, no, so that was, you know, kind of a thought, but I was, you know, and I kind of go back to the career a little bit. I was a CISO at Healthways, which was located in, in Franklin. They got bought out by another organization called Sharecare out of Atlanta and became the security officer for that, that company um, and enjoyed it. Both great great organizations, really enjoyed my time there. But once you start getting to a large organization, you know, the, the ability to see the level of change in that organization or the, the, uh, over time, it takes longer to see it. You may be able to look back in a year and say, oh, you know what, we've made some great progress here. Um, but with small, medium-sized businesses, the joy of that, of going in and, like, and, and, I, and I know you know this, but, like, within, you know, months, within a month sometimes, you can, if they start to implement some of your recommendations, you can really see an organization, you know, pivot from a street posture of, like, they're going to hit any minute to, hey, you know what, you, you know, obviously still the threat's there, but you're in, you're in a much better position. so that's what, you know, when I kind of started it was I wanted to help these organizations that really just didn't have, um, you know, anybody in place to really tell them this is, this is the direction you need to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's what I, I probably enjoy the most about it or, you know, is the, just seeing that turnaround in, in a, in a, you know, quick time span. And
0: this was one of my favorite stories on that, that, um, uh, line of thought to, of, of uh, very small business. One of the first ones I worked with and they wanted to get to SOC 2 compliance. And they had like 20 people, something like that, 20, 25 people and uh, um, brought them through to their type one and then straight through the type two um, seamlessly. And just to be able to do that for a small organization was just such a, such a rush and, and, and a feeling of actually um, Making a difference, I think uh, it w- would be the way that I would describe that.
1: Right, right. No, I agree completely. It's it's it's, it's that's the like I said, most enjoyable part is making a difference.
0: So. Do you uh, have a specific um, group of folks that you are or, or, or vertical that you work with, or do you work with all sorts of industries and in all sorts of sizes? Or really, or what's all... your sweet spot? Yeah, know
1: yeah. uh, and actually, you know. Um, and I think you are as well, you know, really we're coast to coast now. So we got, I got a client in New Jersey and I have a client in San Francisco, so I can go all the way. <laughs> but, uh, and across that, I would say mainly healthcare, uh-huh. um, but we also, um, have some other nonprofits and, and some other organizations that we work with as well. Uh, but healthcare is, is typically what, what we focus on.
0: So like being coast to coast, it's, uh, um, it, we were virtual before virtual was cool because <laughs> now <laughs> everybody's doing this you look back four or five years ago nobody did the the zoom stuff or anything right, right. Part, the only uh, um video thing out there really that everybody had i think was webex and, and well I, I don't know how many people actually use webex anymore because you know times change but well um so i i i know um you're you're very involved in the Nashville community in information security. I know we've, we uh, uh, we will always see each other at InfoSec Nashville, which will be this year, I think, likely in September sometime. I haven't heard. Have you heard any uh, dates on that? I haven't yet. No, I haven't. But well, typically it's uh, the, the premier information security conference of the Southeast, which is the tagline, but uh, it's always a great one day event in Nashville. I'm sure we'll be talking about that later, but um, what are some of the other things that you, that you do uh, in the InfoSec community here and, and, and uh, nationally, I guess, or internationally?
1: Yeah, I probably am probably less involved uh, now than I used to be uh, being a, you know, <laughs> sometimes being a small business owner, it, you know, it kind of kills the, uh, kill, kill some, of, some of my time, at least from my perspective. But I,
0: I've heard of that, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I've helped in the past with uh, uh, ISS, uh, ISSA as far as I was on the board for a year. And mm-hmm. uh, back, you know, even before that, uh, kind of my certification route was the CISA and CISM. And so did some help, you know, with ISACA. Um, I was probably more involved when I was at Healthways and Sharecare. Um, Mm -hmm. I try to stay involved by going to the conferences and, you know, you can go to different conferences, hear speakers like yourself and others, which is enjoyable. Um, But that's probably the extent of my participation these days is really attending those conferences and things like that.
0: So uh, future plans are you continuing to grow the business or you're going to retire and uh, go fishing or what, what are your plans in the, in the future you
1: know so that's funny so like my dream job it would be to be a pilot that that's always been my, my <laughs> dream job so if I I joke with my wife that if I won the lottery I'd go down to Florida go down one of those pilot immersion schools you can go to for like a month and then you know I' don't know, fly a little like cargo plane or something that would be that, that, that's like just
0: awesome to me <laughs> you know i i got my uh instrument rating um through mtsu i, I don't oh, know okay. if we ever talked about flying before i, no. haven't, I haven't flown in uh I, I had a small cessna down in shelbyville which for everybody else who isn't in middle tennessee is uh, a small town probably about uh, 35 miles south of nashville i guess but uh yeah a lot of fun um uh i think that uh I probably would have said the same thing, except for that I think I might've gotten all the flying stuff out of, out of my blood. But one of the things that it did do for me is uh, when, when I was working at MTSU and in networking and security, that helped me to decompress um, sometimes to have a hobby and to decompress from the stress of security. So what do you do nowadays uh, to decompress from security stresses? You no, know,
1: probably a few things. I mean, mainly uh, my family. So uh, my wife and I got two sons, 14 and 12. So, Hanging out with them, uh, chauffeuring them to whatever activities they need. Uh the oldest, you know, he's only a couple years away, gets his driver's license. So we're looking forward to that. (laughs) Uh, Very good. Well,
0: congratulations, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But uh uh and then probably the other thing is fitness. I probably started uh I don't know, about five, five years ago. Um, and you probably heard of it, Orange Theory Fitness. It's it's like a kind of like a heavy one hour workout. And I just I really enjoy that. And it's such a good way to decompress if, you know, just, uh, you know, either start the morning off or in the day with it. So um, I've really, really enjoyed that as well.
0: There's a, a Twitter hashtag. Uh, we hack health. Have you have you heard of that? I have not. I don't. So, um, from what I understand of it, uh, David Kennedy—he's uh, you may have heard of him—he's uh, um, the founder of uh, Trusted Second and another organization up in Ohio. Um, he's uh, very big into into fitness and uh, um, also does, I believe, it's a podcast. Uh, we hack health. He didn't pay me to to, to say this, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I know that there's there's a lot of like uh, information security and health ties. That that um, are attached to that. So sometimes, like I'll 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 uh, I'll tweet something with that hashtag as well too. Because I agree, it's like so, anything fitness related. And one of these days, I think I want to do a a a a fitness um, centric podcast episode about how it's great for relieving stress and for um, just basically getting yourself in a position so that when you do have that stress coming on, that you're more energized to, to, to face it. It, It's, it's, uh, eating, eating, um, too many carbs or, or, or consuming sometimes uh, too much alcohol is uh, prevalent in our industry, sometimes with conferences and all that. Um, and we tend not to focus on health sometimes as much as we should. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so we're, uh, um, still waiting to figure out what's going to happen with Ukraine Russia and we've the uh, small and mid-sized business issues aren't going to go away um do you see a a bright point um for small and mid-sized businesses as far as um and let me let me say where i'm going with this um and and you may agree with this as a bright point or you may say no that's not a bright point i got a i got a better idea but um I've seen in the work that we do that sometimes the gateway, if you will, to security is through some sort of compliance initiative. Like they need, talked about the SOC 2 beforehand, but that then launches them to realize um, information security as a, as a business enabler and almost like a competitive differentiator. Um, do you see some bright spots for SMBs to increase their information security posture, whether it be through compliance initiatives or through understanding the, the business um gains or something completely different
1: no yeah no I I agree I mean I think most of what I see and honestly how most of our clients you know come to us with is they have some kind of compliance initiative or they have a larger organization that's saying hey you have to implement this I think there's there's probably two routes to SMB starting to really take uh, security seriously one is like you mentioned the compliance route the other one is something happens Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, yeah, I think that you're going to see more of that because I think, uh, large organizations especially are are getting a better foothold on their vendors. Um, and so as they do that, more small and medium-sized businesses are going to have to, you know, address that, but, but yeah, I mean, as far as a bright spot, the one thing that I have seen, you know, on the compliance side, which there's, I've, I've seen some organizations that take it to heart serious and say, hey, what's, we get the compliance side, but let's do the right thing and make sure that we're doing it from a, uh, to protect the organization, to do the true kind of the, the goal of the controls, so to speak, that are in the compliance um, framework. Um, but then you can also get to where it's more of a check the box exercise. So it's it's one of those, you know, how do we get compliance to where it really is, gets back to like the, uh, the heart of what it was meant to be, which was to improve you know, security and at the end goal.
0: Well, and of course, as we say in information security, compliance does not equal security. So, um, which is sort of like one of our many mantras that we come up with in there. But uh, definitely, if you if you have a strong security program, you're going to reach compliance as well too. And I, I've seen the same thing. I I, I almost equate uh, it sometimes as I. I I don't like to use the term gateway drug, but that's kind of seems to be <laughs> close to it. Well, well, listen, Bob, this has been a, a, a great catching up. Uh, definitely want to do breakfast again sometime. Um, so it's uh bullseyecompliance.com. So if you have, uh, any needs in the information security risk management space, particularly if you're healthcare and, um, uh, do, do you have, do you do international or just, uh, just the United States right now?
1: Just United States. yeah. Okay.
0: Well, uh, Go to that website and uh, for everybody else, appreciate your time and stay secure.